look at where the social media channels that you're on um even look at some of your email communications what's my tone how do i come across because sometimes we think we're coming across a certain way and that's where i said that like personal brand is how you see yourself but how others see you so so maybe ask a couple of friends and a couple of colleagues like how would you describe me um what do you see of me Welcome to Laugh, Learn, Lead podcast show season two, Simplified to Amplify. Hi, I'm JC Jeanette Cremor, and I love interviewing industry experts to hear their stories and we share practical tips to get the best out of your business strategies. We talk all things people, process and technology. Hi listeners, today I'm really excited to have Emma with me. She is amazing and I can't wait for her to share her stories with you. She's a personal branding specialist who helps people to better communicate their message and their mission to have a greater impact, reach more people and really make a difference in the world. She's passionate, professional and lovely. She believes that each of us has a unique personal brand and by understanding how to share it, you can gain greater clarity, confidence and connections in both work and life. She also has a podcast show, but I'll hold that question until later on. Um, thanks for joining me, Emma. Can't wait to hear your stories. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, how, how we met, um, Business Chicks, networking event, online and a meetup, and yeah. just loved your energy. And then we followed up later and now we're here. So, um, yeah. And I listen to your podcast too. So <laughs> connected on the podcast thing. feels like the thing to, I mean, you've had yours a while, but it feels like the, the thing to do at the moment. So uh, I've jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> well, yeah, but yours, yours um, is really exciting, but I won't, <laughs> I won't share um, that story just yet. On your, web, on your website, you have this phrase, isn't she lovely? And I know as soon as I seen it, the song started to play in my head. Mm-hmm. What's the story behind lovely communications, even though you are Emma Lovell. Um, but what, where, where's that all come from? Yeah, well, it started actually a long time ago. Um, there's a few sort of reasons for it, but the main one was that uh, when I was in high school, the kids started to get this thing around saying, calling people by their last name. And that tends to be more of a boy thing, you know, and so they'd sort of go, oh, hey, Lovell and Lovell. I just, I didn't like the way they said it. Um, but also my brother and I used to sometimes go to parties together and he was level. And so we would sort of both turn around sometimes. And one day I just said, he's level, call me lovely. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that was a fun play on words is that when you, when you used to write your name on the, the roll, they wrote level E. So I said, ah. um, so yeah, I uh, sort of owned it and, and especially as I went on to travel and things like that, it was a really easy way to introduce myself and, you know, people would sort of always remember how to say lovely. And um, when I was actually, in, I was studied in Mexico in 2009 on exchange and I actually got it tattooed on my foot. So wow. yeah, my, it was quite a nice, my grandmother had died a few days before and I'd wanted this idea of the tattoo was in my head for a long time. And my grandma's uh, surname was Lovell. And I, I was like, I'm going to go get this tattoo. And that would be a nice sort of 
um, you know, it's in there, (laughs) but I'm always going to be lovely. So it's always going to be true. And then later on, I turned, uh, I got a friend who had InDesign just to take the photo of the tattoo and she turned that into my logo. And that's what you see today. Oh my gosh. I didn't expect that for the story. I thought there was, <laughs> that is incredible. That is such a um, beautiful way to honor your grandmother. Um, yeah. 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 Our nans are very special people, aren't they, in our lives? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously, my grand, well, not obviously, but my grandpa, uh, it's my, it's his name as yeah. well. But, you know, they were both the level and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a night. It, like, it felt like the right timing and I had thought about it a long time. And, you know, I think that it's a bit funny that, um, yeah, I've got my logo tattooed. I say I'm, I'm in branding and I'm branded, literally. <laughs> um, but I do present my business card sometimes to people and then I take my shoe off and I say, oh, just wait a minute, and then I show them my foot and they're like, I'm never, ever going to forget you ever. <laughs> and they're like, that's the best business card presentation I've ever seen. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> I really, I take things, you know, I, I, if you're going to own something, you got to own it, you know. Got to own it. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> You, you said like lovely communications you are about personal branding now I hear so many different confusing conversations about what it is and what it isn't can you explain your version of personal brand yeah for sure so for me a personal brand well and I think sort of the definition the easiest way to describe it is that it's how others see you and it's how you see yourself so that's that combination coming together but it's, it's how you promote yourself. It's the unique combination of your skills, your experience and the personality that you want the world to see. And it's the telling of your story and it reflects like your conduct, your behaviour, your spoken and unspoken word and your attitudes. And really it's like it's what makes you you. So uh, people talk about it and even it's one of my things, it's like the X factor or having something unique. Well, we're all unique because no one has lived your story. Nobody has had all the experiences that you've had in the sequence that you've had them. And that's what makes you you. So let's celebrate that. That's a nice way to put it. And you didn't mention business cards once or a website. <laughs> <laughs> it was no. all, yeah, it was all about um, how you made me feel by interacting with you. It, um, what I'm going to remember, like people remembered you because you showed your foot. Yes. About your logo. So, of course, that's the conversation, it's your storytelling, and that's your uniqueness. Um, and somebody else might find that very uncouth and um, <laughs> inappropriate to take your shoe off in a, in a venue. But, um, you know, the thing about personal brand is not everybody's going to love you. Um, you know, that's not the reason we're doing this. You know, don't think that you're going to create this persona or something. We're not creating anywhere. We're reconnecting with ourselves. But when you show who you really are, you connect with people who really get you. And that's far better than having this persona or identity that you've built up. Um, that you're just really not going to, you're going to attract people that you don't necessarily want to attract. You're going to attract work that you don't really want to do. Um, the truer you are and the more authentic you are to yourself, uh, the more aligned you're going to be with what you actually want in your life. Mm, so, oh, my gosh. Well, that's, <laughs> and I love that version of personal brand. I mean, I've, I've, I've had my personal brand done um, by Debbie O'Connor um, in Sydney and she talks about the uh, personality brands and I'm the sage. Um, mm. And 
So, yeah, so I, I get it, um, but I'm not the expert. Um, that's why I wanted you to explain what it means because I think uh, you did that very well. So if it's something that it's about me, what I see in me and what you see in me, how can we use it for our career progression or engaging our ideal client? Because I'm assuming that's kind of why we kind of put focus on our personal brand. It's to, you know, to get a career or um, get an ideal client or. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, like I said before, you know, not everybody's going to be your audience. Not like you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. The problem is a lot of people, they put out this image of what they think a business person needs to be like, or what they think um, their career sort of uh, persona should be um, and they put, get put into a box or put under a role or a title and sort of trying to fit that mold it doesn't really fit them uh, and it doesn't feel aligned with them and so when you're not aligned with what you're doing and if you're not working with clients that really suit you or um, you know they might be a bit of a red flag type thing but they're the client you think you want um, it's just probably not going to it's going to be feel harder. It's going to feel like harder work. Uh, it's it's going to kind of grate a little bit. Whereas when you're working, when you're presenting yourself as you truly are and you're working the way that you want to be working and, and showing that bit of your personality, you're going to attract the work and the clients that you want. You're going to fit into the career. You know, like some people just are so suited to their role and they're so in the right place and you just get this like that they just, it clicks and it works. And that's because it's, it's suited to them and, and they're probably really being themselves and they're allowed to be themselves. Uh, so when you're showing, the more you can show about what you want and be clear about where you're going, um, having a vision for yourself, just as like we have a vision or a goal in a business, you can have a vision and a goal and a mission for yourself. Uh, the clearer you are about that, the better you can communicate that, the better chance you have of actually getting it. So what's something that um, I could do if I wanted to kind of understand my own personal brand, my own personal vision, my mission? What's some things that I could do to kind of shape that so I understood more about myself? So first and foremost, I tell people to do a bit of a brand audit. Like we've got to go know where we are uh, to know where we're going to go. So, I mean, obviously asking yourself those questions, where do I want to go? What do I want? That could, that, that's kind of big, deep stuff. But having a look at where we are now going, okay, well, how do I come across online? Um, what type of clients am I working with? Or what type of role am I in? Does that fit with me? Um do a Google search on yourself, you know, <laughs> look at where the social media channels that you're on, um, even look at some of your email communications. What's my tone? How do I come across? Because sometimes we think we're coming across a certain way. And that's where I say that like the personal brand is how mm. you see yourself, but how others see you. So you think you're putting out this, this like, oh yeah, that's how I come across. So maybe ask a couple of friends and a couple of colleagues, like, how would you describe me? Um, what do you see of me? Uh, have a few questions for them and see what comes back to see if that actually matches with what you feel and think about yourself. Uh, so then, and then after that, you know, it is really just having, doing a little bit of work on where do I want to go? What's the goal for me? What's the vision? Uh, and making a statement for yourself about that. Mm. That definitely would help with career progression, I think, because, um, I see a lot 
when I go into organisations and help them with their project health, you know, um, the pulse of their project. And I so many times I find square peg round hole. Mm-hmm. They, they've been attracted to the title or the remuner, remuneration package, but they're not fit. Like it's not a fit for purpose for who they are um, and the role expectation. And so many times I have to do coaching or, or actually suggest that they move into a different role because it's just not the right one for them now. It might be later, but not now. So that's and a that good can way. be hard to face. Yeah. Like, you know, even one of the, the things, like you said before, the personality profiling, um, I suggest that my clients do, I give them a couple of personality tests because sometimes it's hard to articulate about ourselves, whereas those personality profiling things, and I would never create my own, they've, you know, if there's some amazing, there's one called 16personalities.com and it's super fun. It's a really cute way of doing it. I'm a, I'm a campaigner. It just, you read it and you're like, oh, that's me. And it will just have these statements and quotes and even it's got celebrities that are like you that, um, and it has your strengths and weaknesses, it might articulate better about you. And, and if when you read that, you sort of go, it even tells you the jobs you sort of would be well suited to. Uh, and so doing something like that can also be a really great way to, if you're finding it hard just to ask those questions out of the blue, do go and do one of those personality tests and it will help you to understand yeah how you can better work with your strengths and weaknesses and and communicate yourself and and maybe the direction you might be needing to go in Mm. so that gets me thinking because i work with a lot with teams and especially project teams because they come together for you know a, a purpose and a shorter term time um and I talk about them creating a vibe or an energy, you know, mm. that, which is kind of their language. Do you think the principles of personal branding would, could help them in any way if they're coming together as a team? Yeah, for sure. Because it's like even though we're going to be, you're going to be in a team, like you can still, what you're bringing to the table and your, your own brand like can complement and others, uh, and you might find that you can. There's more. There's synergies in working together, but understanding the way each of you present, because like you might find that, say, like if you needed to do a presentation or something, one of you might have that brand that that's better to put forward and to represent the team, and one of you might be better suited to this sort of um, talking to this client or or whatever. Uh, but to understand how we connect and how how we're showing up um and being clear about that and, and allowing that perhaps because you know if you don't want to sort of set the tone of this is again the box and you have to fit in it and we're all going to be like this um well that's not going to work for everybody and if somebody feels like they're not able to be them true their true selves then they're probably not going to work at their best yeah yeah definitely Definitely a good point. Um, that absolutely right because uh, trying to be what you're not um, just gives so much internal conflict and that comes out in your behaviours and um, most times um, your non-productivity because you're actually just not in the right place at the right time. So I talk it's about exhausting. that. Yeah. It's really exhausting. Like, you know, I think some of my clients, they think when I work with them that they're, I'm going to, like, make them the next 
you know, influencer or that they're going to have to like do videos all the time and they're going to be, and we, we do all know those people, like you see them, yeah. they're, they're everywhere on the social media and um, they've really created this like energetic sort of brand. That might not even be them. It might be them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a shameless self-promoter. I'll say it like that's, but that, I'm very comfortable doing that. It's not even, I just talk about myself very comfortably. Mm. Um, I'm happy to put up a photo of myself. I'm happy to put up videos of myself. I'm happy to put be the face of things. Some people aren't and that's okay. Uh, I would never then push them into that or make them into that because like that's creating an identity that is totally incongruent with who they are. But you know, I think we can all agree that now these days we need to have some form of a presence. And when I'm working with people in their brand, I'm not just talking about social media and having a website, like you said before. It's like, it's about how you come across an email. It's about how you come across on the phone. It's about the fact that, you know, you and I were on a call, the way you presented yourself on the call. When I talked to you on the next call, it was the you know, I got the same Jeanette. When mm. I emailed you, I still was having that, that experience of Jeanette. When I went and looked at your, your channels, I still was feeling the same vibe. Whereas sometimes you see someone, you're like, oh, they're like that. Write to them, get a different sort of tone. Then you do a phone call with them, different again. And you're like, oh, that's not what I was, that's not what I was getting mm. from you. So I want my clients to have a consistent brand they, I do encourage them to have some form of online presence. Predominantly LinkedIn is going to be your best in, best bet these days. Uh, and just to start showing a little bit of, of who they are. That doesn't mean you have to post every day and put up all these flashy pictures and things like that, but you do have to stand up and say, I am. Mm. I am Emma. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. I love that. I am. Isn't it powerful? Those just two words. I am. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know, Lane Beachley, um, you know, world surfer. Mm. Um, I listened to her speak once and she talked about that. There's only two words are the most powerful words that you can ever have. And that is I am. And that mm. stuck with me for a very, you know, you know, you're talking about it now. So yeah, I am. Oh, wow. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> um, you, you speak passionately when you help your clients. What is it that you love most when you help them identify, you know, really who they are? Yeah, I love, I love that taking them on a journey. And I have a background in communication. So I've worked in um, PR, marketing, social media for, um, I've run my business 11 years. Uh, so I enjoyed that and I, but I just didn't get the same sometimes when you're working in a contract way or uh, in a sort of becoming in a short-term capacity and you're doing your bit and that's nice um, it's transactional as well I do my bit you pay me that's very nice thank you that's satisfaction to a degree but I really love the people element of it and I love helping people and so to see them go on that journey where they often come to me at the place where they're a little bit lost, a little bit disconnected from themselves in a time of transition, not sort of knowing what, where to go. They know that something's missing, um, but they just, they don't know how to work on it themselves. So to take them from that place of, yeah, feeling disconnected and, and a bit lost to feeling confident and clear and so connected, certainly with themselves, but also with 
the work and the, the world around them, it's it's super fulfilling. So I wanted to have a greater impact um, and work more directly with people. So that was that's the shift for me. Yeah, and it's obvious in um, your manner and everything that you do that this is your this is your little like baby it's kind of what you love and nurture and yeah and uh you are a very good communicator um (laughs) now the intriguing bit of emma that i just want to know more and more about is your podcast show called lovely travels now what's the purpose behind the show i know you've got a bit of a story about it so why why lovely travels there's always a story. Uh, <laughs> a communicator. Uh, that's me. I'm a storyteller. Just you know, sit around the fire, children. Here we go. Um, yeah, well, I had to have the lovely brand. But actually, it was um, I've had the blog for the same amount of time I've had my business, 11 years. So it was originally called The Adventures of the Traveller M. And it was a blog. Uh, and it was sharing the stories of travels over the years. And, I mean, over with the content work that I was doing I think sometimes the blog got a little a little less love but the travel never stopped um I travel for family I travel for uh sometimes I travel with purpose like I go and do these treks for charity and things like that um and yeah last year I went to Mongolia and while I was there I sort of just I don't know I came across this woman who was aiming to be the first black woman to travel to every UN recognized country in the world. Uh, She'd actually contacted my guide in Mongolia to try and um, see if she could arrange to meet up with them. And I just loved that. And I sort of started looking into it and seeing how many people had done that. And it's it's actually like kind of between 20 and a hundred. There's actually, there's a few different um, classifications, but there are 195 UN recognized countries. There's probably like 230 to 250 countries. They change a lot. Uh, and I just went, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to every UN recognized country in the world. And I had my list of countries anyway. I'd been to 64. I've been now been to 64 at the time. It was a few less <laughs> caught up, but um, 57 of them are UN recognized. So, you know, like there's still a lot to go, but it's a, quite a chunk. And I just thought it's nice to have a mission to my travel. And the other part of it was that I was like, well, that's very nice to have a mission for myself and to be like, I'm just going to go visit all these countries. But I'm very passionate about mental health. I'm a corporate speaker for the Black Dog Institute where I share my own story of experiencing mental illness, depression and anxiety. And I was like, I want to add to this while I'm going around the world, I'd love to learn about how other cultures and countries approach mental health. Um, talk to people from different places about their experiences with it and to share my story more widely. And if, if me sharing my story means that other people will speak up, uh, that's only going to be a good thing. So yes, uh, the mission of lovely travels is for me to visit every UN recognized country while spreading awareness for mental health. I can I applaud you because that mm-hmm. is so inspiring. Um, so please, listeners, get on to Lovely Travels. I'm going to put all the links um, on my website. But, yeah, if you're going to follow Emma, this would be absolutely brilliant. So 195, you've already been to 56. 
57, uh, about like 64 countries. Um, so some of them like, um, like I've been to, oh, where there's like St. Thomas and St. Martin. What's another? There's a few. Like that countries. Like, yeah. Yeah. So they, but they're like French colony and a Dutch colony. Um, okay. New Caledonia. Yeah. It's a French colony. Um, so very much country in its own right, but it's uh, not classified because it falls under another country. So it's kind of uh, Hong Kong. It's like a really annoying one because Hong Kong really like, and it's kind of <laughs> political at the time, but um, Hong Kong feels like its own culture and it feels like a separate country, but it's, um, ch- it's China. Mm. So there's some like little tricky ones like that, that you're like, I feel like I've gone there, but I haven't. So yeah, the podcast is me and my um, best friend Darius. He's uh, German, li- living in Germany, and oh, oh, das he- is good. Das is yeah, das, das is good. <laughs> das is mein hamburger. I like to tell him all the time, um, but yeah, um, he. Um, sorry, you go. <laughs> I was going to say I did a bit of German at school. I always had to um, repeat, you know, some things when we were at detention. And um, das is good. And um, ich habe eine Geburtstag 28 Juli. Oh, so well there you go. I have my birthday on the 28th of July. So very good. So yes. I have to remember a couple. Yeah. So when people go German, that's my you know, claim to fame is I can remember a couple of phrases from school because of detention. Ah, sehr gut. I'll have to tell him. I like to just yeah practice my German with him very terribly on, on there. But it's funny because he has um, an Australian accent because he spent a lot of his life in Australia. And so it's very confusing for people listening. They're like, but you're German and you're in Germany, but you sound Australian. And that's how we're, you know, really good friends too. We went to high school together. So, uh, but yeah, he, he and I went on a road trip last year because I, I was trying to fulfill the mission. I wanted to try and tick off some more countries. And, and by all means, please, I don't think that visiting a country for half a day or a day is a proper experience um however for the mission for the purpose of this mission i have a few criteria that i i tick off as i've been there for now and it doesn't mean i won't go back but we went to poland latvia lithuania and estonia in four days so four countries in four days uh did a road trip and um on that road trip we were kind of like oh we like podcasts podcasts are fun to listen to we could do a podcast we're funny let's do it. And six months later we did it. So. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> you must be a little bit, um, a bit sad then that you can't travel at the moment. You kind of locked in Queensland. Uh, it's not a terrible place to be locked in. No, there, it's not. But uh, <laughs> Trying to tick a few more countries off your list would have been magnificent. Did you have any plan for this year that you've had to defer? Yeah, I had, um, my goal was to do this by the time I'm 40. I'm currently 33. So, I mean, I could have a few really big years, but originally, originally I sort of said 50 and then I brought the goal down. So, look, if I do it by the time I'm 40, 45, 50, it doesn't really matter. I'll still have the goal. Um, this year we were meant to be going to a wedding in Slovakia. My husband and I were going to go to a wedding there and we had planned uh, eight or nine countries. So we were meant to be going on a road trip in Europe um slovenia slovakia uh we were going to go to hungary which i've already been to germany i've already been to austria i've already been to belgium new uh Liechtenstein, 
then we were going to fly to Turkey, Croatia, Egypt, Jordan, Oman. Oh <laughs> so that's probably more than that's probably oh. like 10 or 12. Uh, so that was the trip that we we're going to do that over seven and a half weeks. But, um, and the, the trip will happen one day. I've got, you know, I've mapped it all out. It'll just, it just, it'll happen sometimes. So where else I was going, I was going to squeeze in a few others. The goal was to try and have to average something like 18, <laughs> 18 countries a year or something. I was going to try and average. <laughs> so wow. maybe, maybe the goal needs to go to 50, but um, yeah. You might stretch that a little bit um, achievable, but maybe not in such a tight time frame. Who Unless knows? you stop working and do it. And there's like, there's some people out there who are, I feel, I feel more for these, um, there's these girls I follow, um, the very hungry nomads and they, uh, they, they have a blog and they were 10 countries off the goal. They were at 185 and they, they were basically going to finish it this year or even in the next few months they had it had it booked and now they're on a road trip around Australia which is really lovely but um you know that's they were much closer and I find that's really tough for me uh you, you know you asked if I'm missing the travel I'm actually like I love my home I, I do live in a very beautiful place um I've been traveling a lot for a long time I actually just feel really grateful mm. I feel really grateful that I the opportunities I did when I did and you know certainly travel isn't cheap um there's ways to do it more cost effectively but it's it's really not cheap and it takes up time and I'm you know in t- there were times where I sort of thought oh should I be staying here and working more or should I be really spending this money I'm now very glad that I made that choice to have those experiences because you know travel's the only thing you can buy that makes you richer yeah yeah, yeah. Those experiences, um, I, I haven't definitely not travelled as much as you, but um, even going to Fiji, the, the story that my daughter and I talk about when we went to Fiji wasn't about the, where we stayed. It was about going to the village and actually mm. um, it was New Year's Eve and the children were using um, bamboo, um, you know, pot, logs, you know, bits of bamboo and putting kerosene in there and lighting it for their firecrackers. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, and then we went to their little um, chapel and, and, you know, these beautiful women and men were singing their choir to us and, you know, and they're dressed in white, but, you know, not no laundries over there. So their white turns to a bit of cream, but then they go and prepare this banquet and we sit on the floor, the kids dance, we have carver ceremony that to me is about experiencing Fiji, not going to a resort. I mean, yeah, sitting in a resort and having cocktails is lovely, but we always talk about those community type experiences as being mm. worldly. Um, you just can't put money on that. No. And the thing I'd sort of say to people is, I guess, while you're not traveling, um, take the opportunity to go to those um, different, the restaurants, um, you know, go, you know, if they're run by an Indian person or a French person or a German person or a Fijian person, you know, talk to them and ask them about their home, ask them about their story. Um, we're so fortunate here in Australia to have so many different cuisines, to have the opportunity that we do have a lot of cultures here, um, you know, and take the time to maybe also learn about your local area and maybe, you know, I even noticed there's like an Indigenous centre about 30 minutes away I've never even gone there, you know. I'd love to learn more about 
um, the local communities, the traditional landowners, and that's a great chance. So I just, you know, hopefully by the end of this summer, Gold Coast expert. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Definitely su- support local, but ask questions. Be be curious. Be um, open to what it means to kind of uh, have those cultures and um, yeah, immerse yourself in their in their stories. So yeah, travel through stories, and that's what I hope the blog. I hope the podcast and then the blog, you know, subsequently and, and Instagram, I, I hope that people don't just look on and, and feel envious or, or woeful about the fact that it's not happening for them. I believe in like passive joy and um, that you can see somebody else having this joy and, and sort of live vicariously. And I, I do get a lot of lovely feedback in that respect. And just to keep that, those dreams and those stories alive uh, so let's relive the memories or let's learn from other people. Or let's, let's keep the conversation going because travel will come back, but um, let's, let's soak up this time. And, and I hope that that's what the podcast is doing for people is, is a, a little bit of escapism yeah. at the moment. That's brilliant. Oh, Emma. Oh my gosh. I could keep going <laughs> and definitely will. How can people get in touch with you either for your lovely communications, your personal branding or your travel podcast? What's the best way? Yeah. So for the lovely communications for my personal branding, LinkedIn, please connect with me. I love talking to people, obviously. Um, Emma Lovell on LinkedIn website, lovely communications. That's L O V E double L Y double L is for double the life. Somebody once told me, so I'll take that. (laughs) Um, Lovely communications on Facebook page and then uh, Instagram. Feel free to connect with me at lovely M, which is L O V E double L Y E M. Or we'll flip to the travel side, lovely travels. Just search lovely travels. That's the website, the the podcast, the Instagram, a Facebook group. It's all lovely travels. So I I did quite well with that one with, (laughs) branding wow, yep. the branding I've, I've applied it over there and it all works together which is very nice yep um all those links will be on my uh, website where you can listen to the podcast um they'll be in the show notes for all your podcast platforms so thank you so much for your time emma i have had an amazing time and i just want to get more from you so i can't <laughs> wait for our next catch up um yeah and i definitely want to listen to your podcast i think you talked recently about the gold coast I did. I yes. thought since, as I said, you know, encouraging people to explore their own homes and talk about their own homes. And then I was like, probably should tell people a little bit more about what I'm doing and, and the things I love. And if they can get here, uh, my top tips. So yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. No, thank you so much, Emma. Thank you, Jeanette, for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Jump on my website, JeanetteCremor.com.au and download the Leveraging Insights Workbook. It has over 50 tips from the first year of the show's episodes. It's a great online learning tool for you and your team. Until next time, keep smiling. Keep smiling.